You are listening to the To and Out CFL Podcast, a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. Dude, people bought those terrible orange, those burnt orange oiler jerseys. Don't tell me <laughs> they're not going to go and buy new Edmonton football team gear. Right, they did buy the pylon jerseys, you're right. Um. Oh, my God. <laughs> Grab some poutine and a double-double. It's time for the Two and Out CFL Podcast. Now they have to kick it out, and they do! Every week, Travis Curra. Does anybody still care about this podcast? And Brazilian Tide. Hunters are people, too. Talk fantasy football, bring you the latest in CFL news, and sprinkle in a little bit of nonsense. Are you kidding? This is unbelievable! Ready, set, hunt! <laughs> And we are a part of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. I'm Travis Curra with Brazilian Ty, and Ty, uh, we're scraping the bottle of the barrel these days. I've been thinking about sort of a, a rebrand of the Two and Out uh-huh. podcast, and I've been thinking about maybe starting a new podcast called Koobies and Cheese, but we we, okay. ha- we have the... Uh, brand to and out. So, what about if we temporarily changed it to Dylan Kraut? <laughs> well, that's all going to depend on how you're going to spell Kraut because that could raise some issues. That's very, very true. You're you're 100 <laughs> percent right about that. And I, I kind of envision a podcast where it's about you trying foods you never have because. I'm pretty sure all you've had is chicken fingers and uh, barbecue sauce for the last 30 years. If if we're going to do that, we don't even need the CFL to come back to have a show. That's true. We we'll could have, go a long we'll infinite time. Amounts, we'll have infinite amount of uh, material. Also, though, speaking of scraping the bottom of the barrel, uh, Canada Day, we made yucca flux. <laughs> uh, never again. <laughs> like what why do people like that so a communal drink consisting of a variety of alcohols people and fruit like they do it on purpose well we had 90 ounces of liquor some fruit and a ladle and a cooler and by like seven o'clock i was going blind <laughs> I thought that this would be sort of like a dare at the end of the night. You know what I mean? No, we drank most of it. There was like three of us drinking out of it. Ooh. It was a rough go the next day. Well, we're over a week past Canada Day. Uh, yeah. Are you recovered? Uh, no, because that started a four-day ordeal. So <laughs> Sunday I was useless. Monday I was kind of useless. Uh, yeah, like my truck, my truck spent two days at the golf course. It, it's been a rough go for Brazilian tie. Never change Brazilian tie. <laughs> I will try my best. N- never change. <laughs> this episode of two and out is brought to you by park power, a provider of electricity and natural gas in Alberta that offers low rates, awesome service and profit sharing with local charities in Alberta. You get to choose who you buy your energy from. If you choose Park Power, your money stays here. Plus, Park Power shares its profits with local not-for-profits that are working to make a difference for their communities. Shopping local is very... 
very important to Park Powers owner, Chris Kozowski. And we love local here at the Alberta Podcast Network, so it's a great fit. Learn more at parkpower.ca. In the Huddle with Karan Todd on the Two and Out Podcast. We actually do have news to talk about this week. But before we get really deep, I'll just mention something that the Ottawa Red Blacks did. I guess they're, they have installed the new turf at TD Place, or at least they're in the process of doing that. And before they put the old turf in, and before the Red Blacks' first season in 2014, they actually put a 1976 silver dollar under the turf uh, to give the team some good karma uh, from the year of Ottawa's last Grey Cup before 2016 in 1976. Well, under this new turf in 2020, they have put a silver dollar from 2016 under the new turf. Of course, celebrating that victory with uh, Henry Burris and that edition of the Ottawa Red Blacks. I, uh, I, I think it's a really cool idea what they're doing here. You know, on Twitter, people crap on everything, so they're crapping on this. But it's such a small thing and uh, some positive news to talk about for once. Nobody crapped on Team Canada doing it no two in Salt Lake. Right, right. Right. Uh, however, if they, it's it's a good thing they went out and got Nick Arbuckle because it would have been a real shame to waste a silver dollar on Dom Damis. <laughs> You had to throw it in there. Well, it's just too easy. It's a fastball right down the middle. <laughs> and you, you hit it right out of the park, man. Um, well, no, I probably would air and judge it right back at the pitcher. <laughs> oh! Yeah. You, well, depends on who the pitcher is. Who I am I kidding? Ty couldn't hit it out of the infield. In baseball? Not now. <laughs> Slow pitch, barely. <laughs> barely. <laughs> um, we do have some sort of news to talk about. Um, I guess it was yesterday that Major League Soccer returned. They're having their tournament. Major League Baseball is set to get underway in a few weeks here. A lot of players opting out of that. NHL supposed to start in, I guess, a few weeks as well. NBA. Let's be honest. Major League Baseball is getting shut down in two weeks. Probably. Like, there's there's no way it's going to work. NBA is in the bubble. Um, We've heard nothing from the NFL, really, have we? <laughs> uh, they are. Their plan right now is to go forward with fans. That's crazy to me. Well, in two weeks, they'll be at 4 million cases. So <laughs> I don't think they really care anymore. Doesn't that just... Is that the power of the National Football League or is that the ignorance? Like, What is it? I, I don't know. Oh, I, I think they're just waiting as long as possible to make the decision where they're going to say they're not going to have right. fans in attendance. Last possible uh, minute. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what they're going to do. Like, I don't see how they could, uh, you know, even with social distancing. I mean, there's still bathrooms and food and all that stuff. And, yeah. You know, the the NFL makes so much money, I don't really think they care about any of that. They just want to get a season in. As far as the CFL goes, 
Uh, over the past weekend, uh, it looks like the league made a, a proposal to the CFLPA, which is a positive step because they're talking. There really was not much dialect dialogue, I should say, uh, going yeah. on there. Um, and as as much as we, and I'll, I'll talk about NHL here. Gary Bettman gets a bad rap, but for some reason and somehow the, the PA in the league has done maybe the best job of all pro sports in the NHL working together to, to make things work this year. Yeah. Th- this time, like <laughs> let, let's not forget that every time a CBA has ended with Gary Bettman as commissioner. Yeah. There's been a work stoppage. Yeah. But for that being said, that being said without Gary Bettman, there would be I don't think we'd have seven Canadian teams but I digress but for some reason they've been working together really yes. well during this mm-hmm. whole situation better than baseball yeah exactly well now the CFL and the PA are working together and there were some mm-hmm. details from this proposal that leaked over the weekend and Farhan Lauji letting us know that the proposal included a shortened training camp prorated salaries, reduced time between games, actually, and expanded practice rosters. But the big one is that the two sides have discussed a six-game season with an expanded eight-team playoff format. Uh, The hope is that the teams will be able to play in their own stadiums for the playoffs with the possibility of having some fans in the stands but that, of course, will be contingent in how uh, COVID-19 will be affecting Canada. And that's going to become November, December at that point. But nothing's going to surprise me now. We've been in this thing for almost four months. So, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. I mean, what's November? How? Uh, that's just basically double with, with, the time. Without a vaccine, I think fans is a pipe dream. So... I. Not only the question, we don't know if there's going to be any games, but the question is, what do you think about a six-game season? Uh, The fans seem pretty divided on this, saying that, no, it's not worth it. And some are saying, well, at least we get something. Uh, I think I already know where you lie. (laughs) Yeah, it's crap. I, I hate the NFL regular season because it's not a balanced schedule. Same with MLB. You're pl- you play 162 games, you're telling me you can't play everybody? Right. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Right? Uh, you know, NHL, you play everybody. NBA, you play everybody. Uh, and I don't really think... I think with a six-game shortened season and an eight-team playoff, everybody... And if this does go through, everybody's going to look at this and be like, that's an asterisk. Right, right. So then, I mean, what are we doing? I think it's got to be at least eight, right? You got to play everybody once. And I mean, if you're going to play six, you should be able to fit in two more games. Two more. That, and if you're having an eight-team playoff, which I don't mind, instead of a Calcutta for a winner, you got to pick the team that doesn't make the playoffs. (laughs) So what if, well, I'll, I'll go with Ottawa, by the way. What if... <laughs> it's one of the options, yeah. <laughs> what if 
they do the six-game season, but the playoffs is two games total points. Oh. So then why didn't we just do eight-game season? Well, I'm just throwing it out there because I, 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 I like to think about those games in the 60s and 70s where, uh, you know, that was the deal. You know, the Stamps and Riders going toe-to-toe, back-to-back weeks with total points. I like the thought of that. At least you would get more games in there. Yeah. Um, but but I, if you're going to go two-game total point, you might as well just make it make the regular season longer. No, don't get me wrong. A six-game shortened season, every game's going to matter. Yeah, of course. Right, it's just like baseball jumping in in a 60-game season. It's it's August 1st. Like, it's go time. Yeah, that'll be probably uh, the funnest baseball season to watch right? in a long time. <laughs> For two weeks until it gets shut down. But... <laughs> I mean, they'll be calling in the replacements, man. We'll be there in no, no time. Those guys, those guys are going to be the first ones to get it. If they, because they're not. If you're, if you're the fortieth guy on a roster, are you going to sit in your hotel room? Yeah, knowing you're, you'd have no chance to play for the next two weeks. Yeah. Not a chance, and nobody's going to know who you are. But if you're, if, if you're Garrett Cole, you can't leave your hotel room. <laughs> Them, yeah. If you're a Mike Trout or whatever, yeah, that that makes but, sense. <clears throat> the other thing I don't really like is the reduced time between games. I mean, I know because player safety's been the. The big that, and and just the product itself won't be as good. You look at Thursday night football in the NFL; it sucks. Like, take the home team minus three and a half, and and just watch a sh- crappy football game. Well, is the product in any of these sports going to be good? I think I think baseball will take time, uh, just because pitchers aren't going to be ramped up. There's going to be a lot of bullpen games. Uh, you know, hockey. It's I mean, you look, take a look. Are McDavid and Drysaddle going to pick up where they were? Hard to say. Well, if any of those it, guys it, treated quarantine like you and I, no. <laughs> well, no, it's not fair. I did order two blizzards yesterday. I had one for lunch today. Um, See, but, like, <laughs> I think I think it'll be weird. I think the product will eventually get to what it was. But here's my question: 2013, does Boston come back down from down four one to win that game without fans in the stands? I don't think they do against the Leafs. Right. I think that's going to be – there's not going to be – the only home ice advantage in the NHL you're going to have is last change. That's literally it. With no fans. It's going to be – I think the product will be not as good. Like, it's going to be – it'll get there, I think. But it's going to be – it's going to look weird with no fans. Like, I know the Dodgers are pumping in crowd noise. Uh, You know, it – just to have that resemblance, like you look at, at Joe Buck, like you let the crowd breathe on, on some stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like the, the Stefan Diggs touchdown. He said eight words, and all you could hear was crowd noise. And it, it made it. Now they're, they're, that's not an option anymore. So I, I think the TV product the TV product is going to change. The CFL games aren't going to happen if there's not any fans. So That's what I think. I, I, I don't know if any of that really matters as far as CFL goes. No, and and yeah, it's absolutely. With CFL, I mean, without fans in the stands, I mean, you're losing a lot of money. It is a gate-driven league, and I don't know how many times we have to say it, but it does. I don't think it makes any fiscal sense to play 
without fans. I, I know you're going to get some money from the TV contract, but I mean, what what's that going to do for you? Not I, much. Either way, the deadline is closing in here. Uh, they want an agreement in place by the 23rd. Um, the union says while they're willing to consider CBA changes and an extension, they don't believe three weeks is a reasonable time to get that done. Uh, I I don't think we're going to get Canadian football this year. Nope, I I, I I've thought that for the last couple of weeks. Yeah, the point where it just it's it doesn't make any sense anymore. Yeah, I've been very optimistic up until. Yep. Kind of the last few weeks. Yeah, take take this time and get the CBA done. If if you want a CBA extension, do that now. If, if you want to do all that stuff, you have the time. I am right? welcome to being uh, wrong. I, I want to be wrong. Uh, because I, I do want to watch football as well. Um, I, I'm hoping for at least eight games. I don't care if they start in... November. <laughs> no, yeah, I've got I've got golf and NASCAR right now, so I mean I'm okay for now. But it's you know it's only gets played four days a week. There's not something on every day, so it's a little tough to watch TV right now. I uh, I, I don't I can't let this episode go without us uh, talking about the Edmonton Eskimos as well. Uh, I don't know how much longer they're going to be called the the Eskimos. There was a story that broke, I guess it was Tuesday evening, that Bel Air Direct, one of the team's 13 sponsors, says it's rethinking their relationship with the team. And I quote, in order for us to move forward and continue on with our partnership, we will need to see concrete action in the near future, including a commitment to a name change. We acknowledge that change is a journey and we have shared our position with the team. The Eskimos made a statement last week, uh, saying that they have conducted extensive research and engagement and an engagement program with Canada's Inuit community. I think it lasted three years. And they ended up getting three answers out of that. There were some people that were upset by the name. There were some people that enjoyed the name. And there was a big segment that thought that Canada's Inuit community has bigger and better problems to worry about than a CFL team name. And that's exactly what happened. That's not an opinion. That's <laughs> what happened mm-hmm. in the studies that they have conducted over time. But when the team is getting threatened to get hit in the wallet by a sponsor in the worst possible time, it is not an ideal time to be losing any more money from any of your sources and you have to think that Bel Air Direct is only the first sponsor that might rethink its relationship with the football club in Edmonton. Ty, 
I think a change is happening, and it's happening fast. Mm-hmm. I, I think so, and um, we, we've seen it. We kind of this has been around for years. Yeah, uh, you look in 2018, the Cleveland Indians got rid of the Chief Wahoo logo. Uh, you know that one was kind of it was a character caricature. So I mean that makes it really bad, uh, and you know even the name Indians probably isn't great either. We've seen it in Washington with their football team and FedEx wanting to, you know, pull out of their naming rights with the stadium and all that stuff too. Um, to me, I, I don't want to say I don't care what the team's name is. I, if, if there are, if there is a section of people who find it offensive and they are going to decide to change whatever they change it to, like it doesn't bother me. You know, if you know what I mean, like, I'm not, like, you see the people, if they change your name, I'm going to, I'm done with the league. See you later then. We we don't really care. Um, you know, it is a term that was used derogatorily, if that's even a word, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they have done the research and all that stuff, but at the same time, if you're going to, if sponsors are going to start saying, you know, we can't be associated with it, then it is time to take a look. And, and, you know, the, this name, I think for the last three years, we've thought like it, it, it'll change eventually. I didn't think it would be coming on this quick. Um, however, in my eyes, the team name still has to start with an E or else they're just going to take advantage of the situation and rebrand it and make all the money they can off of the new merch. That's the one thing I, that is the one thing I do not want to happen out of this. I don't think we need to worry about that because there's no money from <laughs> fans. There's no money from anywhere right now. Like, no, but when when it when merch sales pick up and everything, if they changed everything about the logo and the brand and everything, then that's an issue that I kind of have. Like, I think they should need to start. They need to keep it with an E. At the same time, I do understand the people that don't think it should start with an E because you're still going to want to call them the Eskimos. You know, as a couple of. Uh white guys our opinion on the matter is yeah it's it, tough to it, it means yeah. nothing at the end of the day and i would venture to say that that is probably the majority of uh edmonton fans right uh i i think that the logo and the colors probably mean f- more to an edmonton fan than mm-hmm. the name um but when the team was named and, and when all of these team names came into play, it was it was a different time. And mm-hmm. at the same time, I, I don't think that any malice was meant when uh, they named the team. Uh, I think they, they wanted to honor a, a part of Canada's history and population and they've been that since 1949 uh mm-hmm. when the team was was founded but things change and uh, i you know look if if the rough riders had to change their name for whatever reason i'm just being hy- hypothetical i probably would be pretty choked i would be upset i i have i have a connection to that name and that logo and everything my my entire life so i can understand why 
a fan of the the club would be upset and feeling conflicted because everybody in that fan base they don't want to hurt somebody by cheering for a team name that might hurt a segment of Canada's population but they grew up knowing that name and uh, you know the the Eskimos have used a caricature on game programs in the past and things like that but they they don't have a mascot they don't have it's just the double e logo that that's all mm-hmm. that they're using uh now and i'm just kind of talking off the top of my head so I, I know i'm probably rambling and not making sense but they the mascot is a polar bear uh the or and they've got the 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 punter the big football as well so they don't have any of the racist imagery involved in 2020 but i did think that the eskimos had sort of a uh a chance to be leaders here um and get ahead of it and make a change i don't know if that opportunity is lost um they did release a new statement on wednesday saying that they're going to do a review and they're going to make a decision again by the end of July. The team's in a rough spot. (laughs) When you Mm -hmm. get uh, threatened to lose money when there's no money coming in, they have to look at it, and I I think a change is going to happen. I I don't know if they could get it done before there's any football played, but they're probably yeah, that, that'd be a tough one. There probably will be an announcement before then. I think so. Um, and you know, I get people that are attached to the name because that's what they grew up with. That's all they've known. Yeah. But if the name changes, why does that matter? It's still the same team. Yeah, and I I've said this too. I. I don't think that a name change will make them any more money. And I do think in the short term, it will lose them money. I've lived in this province for over a decade. And Albertans are proud people. And Mm -hmm. I know that the population of this province might have a bad rap in... Dude, um, people bought those terrible orange, those burnt orange Oilers jerseys. Don't tell me that they're not going to go and buy new Edmonton football team gear. Right. They did buy the pylon jerseys. You're right. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> but I, I think people in Ottawa and Toronto or Vancouver probably look at this province down the end of their nose. And uh, I, I've lived. Oh, you think? Yeah. Um. And I don't want to say that they're resistant to change, but they're proud. They stand up for what they believe in, right or wrong, or whatever they think is right. And they believe in <laughs> tradition a lot. This this discussion could take a turn in a hurry. I know it could, but you know <laughs> that there will be a certain number of fans that are going to cancel season tickets if the name changes. Well, then that's their problem. If you're that soft and you can't handle it, too bad. 
Like, literally, I have zero sympathy for somebody who cancels season tickets because the team changes its name. That makes no sense to me. Zero. At the end of the day, the money from Bel Air Direct is probably a lot bigger than these uh, season ticket holders that are not going to be happy about the change. Yeah. (laughs) But you know that there will be... um, People in Alberta and Edmonton that would be mad at the team, they will blame cancel culture. They will say that they've caved to the. They'll blame Trudeau for it somehow. But but of course, that's how this conversation is going to go. People were pissed when Gretzky left, or I shouldn't say left when he got traded. Yeah, you know what happened. They still won another cup two years later, and they were still selling out the building. They still have to sell out the building now. People get over it. It's well, a name. Everybody it's was a name. Everyone was mad at the 2004 lockout, and they still sold out the building somehow. Uh. Right? Oh, I'll never watch NHL again. Well, there's other people that will take your spot in the rink. Uh, the team's still going to have a challenge getting butts in the seats and hopefully having 40,000 people at in the stands at Commonwealth Stadium. And that sounds weird to say now with COVID-19 going on. I don't know when we'll ever have that amount of people in a stadium in Canada happening. I I, want to see it, but I understand why fans can be conflicted. I can understand why the team is in a tough spot as well. And I know that they've pulled season ticket holders and, it was something like over 90% of them wanted to keep the team name. And I get it. There's a great history of season ticket holders in there that some of them have had season tickets in the family since Clark Stadium. Like, it's crazy. Yep. <laughs> there are some great fans in Edmonton. And I can understand, you know, going from to games as a kid uh, and then... Uh, having it changed on you all of a sudden. Nostalgia is a powerful thing. It messes with your heart and messes with your head. So I understand how that can go. But I I think there's an opportunity here for the team. I don't know how they can uh, make this happen. I'm just kind of spitballing right now. But Canada's uh, Inuit people, is there a way to have them involved in pregame sort of ceremonies uh, at Commonwealth Stadium once we get football underway again. I I don't know if there is... Well, they're doing, you know, outreach programs in Canada's north. Is there a way to... Because I have this vision of uh, the Canadian Football League including all Canadians. And that's part of why I think that it is important to have a Halifax team eventually. We're coast to coast to coast. If Edmonton can be the representation, the the team can be the team that uh, the northern communities want to latch onto and, and cheer for and identify with, maybe there is an Inuit term or something very cool that the team could be named after do you know what i mean yeah yeah like some like it would be something that they would say this is what 
we, yeah. we want it to be called, and it's not derog- it, It's not an old derogatory term, you know. Or maybe it, not, not even fun of anything. It's like a tribute, but the Inuit people have input on it. Like the the, the franchise isn't picking it on their own. Yeah, may, maybe not even not even related to people, but you know, an Inuit word. Yeah, that. You know, something like that, and I think that would be awesome for the team to do. And then all Canadians can identify with a team, with a franchise, and be included in this great country of ours, from Atlantic to Pacific to Arctic Ocean. Except for Toronto people, because they don't (laughs) want to identify with anything. To do with this league, so I, I think there is still an opportunity for Edmonton to be leaders in this area, and if they make the change mm-hmm. and they involve all Canadians in the process and the future, then I, I think a lot of people. I, I don't think there's anything bad that comes out of that. No, I don't think so. Other than the people you're going to piss off because the name changes. But yeah, if that's gonna if that's gonna make people mad, like there's so many other things you'd be upset about rather than a name. But you're probably right. I mean, is anybody? You remember when the Red Blacks were named? Oh man! And now it's it's just a name. Yeah, like nobody had a problem with the Rouge or. Yeah, because it sounds cool. Yeah, it, it came but, and went. Like, yeah. And now it's just what their team it's just done. Like, yeah. And this will come and go as well. As for possible mm-hmm. names, I don't know. Uh, everybody seems to think it's Edmonton Empire, but I'm not so sure about that anymore. I, I think I think Disney would have something to say about that. Also, there have been people saying that that sounds a little too colonial. As well, mm-hmm. Nanaimo, BC used to have Empire Days, but that's not a thing anymore either. And no. that was five years ago. And I, I have to think, if they're going to put the effort into changing the name of Edmonton's team, they're probably going to have some smart people do some research to make sure that it's a inclusive and uh, good to go, basically. So you're saying Len Rhodes won't be on the discussions? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know what they can call it. I like the name Elks. Yeah. Uh, you it, got Elk Island National Park right there. It makes sense. It's, That's what they were called before, wasn't it? Yeah, it's tied into their history yeah. as well. I uh, I mean, if, if the Thrashers can move to Winnipeg and they can use the name Jets, <laughs> which I think is an absolute joke and a farce, <laughs> then Edmonton can change their name to the Elks. It'll be just fine. I am concerned that they would then be the official team of the Dylan Kraut podcast, but... <laughs> well, like Chris, like Christoph said, it would be an upgrade. Oh, uh, what an interesting time we live in, man. What? Yeah, it's, it's, it's nuts. <laughs> we'll be back in two weeks. What are we going to talk about? I don't know. Um, I don't know if that's the beauty or the horror of the time we live in. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think the oh, maybe the rain has stopped for five minutes here. 
You know what? Nope. It was nice to talk about weather as small talk instead of where to find toilet paper. Oh, dude. Okay. I felt Canadian so, again. <laughs> so I picked up toilet paper like three weeks ago, but I still had toilet paper. All so right. I just left it in my truck. Yeah. I just left it in my truck, right? Sunday rolls around after a four-day ordeal and three days on the golf course. And I go to the bathroom and I'm down to my last roll and my truck is at the golf course. <laughs> you had to ration. I'm like, this is not going to go well. Did you try the paper so towel? Got... No, because you can't. How am I going to flush that? Well, there are ways. Step, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> jam it down with my foot. <laughs> Uh, but then I, when I got my truck home, I went and I grabbed the toilet paper out of it and brought it upstairs. I opened up the sink in the guest bathroom and there was still two rolls in there. So nice. it was obviously right in front of my face. So I didn't look hard enough. Yeah. Right. Like when you open the fridge and you say there's nothing to eat. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, green you look? and healthy. <laughs> yeah. I don't have any healthy food in my fridge right now. When, when I meant there's nothing to eat, there's no fried chicken or pizza. Yeah. That <laughs> yeah. By the way, I hey, had I've got, uh, I've got I've got bacon bits. <laughs> I had the sandwich from Popeyes the other day, and it's pretty righteous. I might go out there today, but it is Wing Wednesday at the golf course, so. Well, get both. So truck's probably having a sleepover. Oh, okay, that's what you mean. Okay. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> this episode of Two and Out is brought to you by Straight from the CPA's Mouth, a new podcast series created by the CPA Education Foundation and funded by the Heshi CPA Knowledge Center. Alberta's chartered professionals, accountants, or CPAs are experts in a wide range of topics and issues of interest to Albertans. Straight from the CPA's Mouth has discussions on topics important to you, from leadership skills and achieving career potential to financial literacy and how to make your tax refund bigger. Whether you're a university student, a new Albertan, or a parent, you'll find something of value on this unique podcast. You'll find Straight from the CPA's Mouth on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts, or on the CPA Education Foundation's website at cpaalberta.ca slash foundation. That's cpaalberta.ca slash foundation. I'm Travis Cura, joined by Brazilian Ty. We're a part of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. Have a good couple weeks. Stay dry. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter.